Is that the sound of battle erupting, or is it just those idiots from Fumble Through? Fumble Through! A podcast that studied the tactics of ancient generals and just figured out that a scissor manoeuvre may not be as naughty as we originally thought. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to our workshop of weirdness, where we like to wail away the hours by rolling dice, reading rules, and ranting and raving about bad results. We know that many of you have your own games going on out there, and if you would like to be led astray with some bad advice... Well... Apparently, D6s are just as good as D20s. It's fake news. <laughs> if you're all 2D6s and 2D4s, it's actually. It's I'm getting actually, angry listening to you. <laughs> it's actually I'm getting better. Upset. You don't odds. need to roll percentile yep. dice. Yeah. No. 2D10s, 2D10s, just roll a yeah. four. It's fine. Yep. That's yep. 20%, 25%. Yep. It's fine. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's not in the rules. It's fine. With and if you want to agree or disagree with that, follow us on Facebook, social media. Twitter, Instagram. You'd think I'd have this by now, but I've, I literally have just. You'll find us at number one on the uh, podcast charts. Yep, number one. Fake news. <laughs> Fumble through role playing guild on Facebook is uh, blowing up. Fake news. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that one. As always, we dip our toe into the world of wonder by talking about something nerdy. If you have something nerdy to talk about, get yourself in front of the line by going on our social media and leaving a suggestion. You can even opt to remain anonymous just in case you're ashamed of the responses that you get from Lindsay. This week's dicey question is, what moment during a battle in a novel did you have a physical, emotional reaction? So reading a book, like I'm not talking movies because I've got the benefit of of visual aids and music and emotiveness and, you know, the cuts and the edits and stuff. I want to know when you're sitting by yourself in quiet reading and you were literally like, what the f***? Or no, or oh, yes. Yep, I got one. Dritz in training when he gets, he teams up with a dude and they're doing their training sessions and then that dude backstabs him. I was like, what you fucking dumb? Drow! Damn it! With Artemis? No, no. They were, he was in his training run when he was going through his training levels as a swordsmith and they'd go through the fights at the end to do the grand skirmish, the grand melee, yep. and whoever's left last oh, standing. when he was training with Zach Naffian. And well, Zach Naffian was training. Guy he was with him. He yeah. was in the, the, the sword masters would be up the top and they'd shine lights on you and stun you. And th- he teamed up with a guy and then all of a sudden he ran through and got stabbed in the back by that guy. And the guy knew he couldn't beat Dritz, so he had to get him at that point. And then from then on, Dritz won it. But that one, was got that, I was like, Dritz is going to win. Dritz is going to watch. Anyone else got one? Yeah, I got one. Again, you could probably guess who my... Is well, it Brent, Brent Weeks? Weeks? Brent Weeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sanderson. No, it's Brent Weeks. In the Lightbringer trilogy, first book, when Kip is in his first battle and he goes green, green golem. golem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like, for those who don't doesn't know, he just kind of pulls out green color all over his skin and kind of like. Turns into the elemental that you fought last yeah, week, basically, actually. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And he just kind of like, he's figuring out as he goes, he gets shot with gun muskets and he keep, all the bullets lodge in him and he fires them back and it's just. Yeah. That's yeah a, that is a awesome. wicked moment. There are, there are actually quite a few yeah. moments mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. That are fantastic bits mm-hmm. of reading. 
What about you, Luke? Have you got anything? You're looking at me uh, like yeah, you've no, never it, read a book it's, before. It's nothing. It's not like a major event in a book, but it was one that stuck with me as as a real like what the fuck moment was in Feist's uh, Serpent War Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first book I think where the uh, all the drugs of the dungeon or whatever have been trained up into this elite fighting force, and they go over to the other mm. continent. And before they even get a chance to have a proper engagement, one of the characters' horses rears up. He falls off the back and breaks his neck and dies. Nice. And I was just yeah. like, mm-hmm. what? Yep. To go through all that journey of the training to then just have the guy expire before they even get to any of the real I, meaningful action. I call that a David Gemmell moment. <laughs> there are there are entire stories of David Gemmell. Then you're like, these characters, oh, it's dead. <laughs> And you get so upset by that. They, they they always every one of his books has a reaction with me. But the one that the one that I've got is probably the most recent one. I've been reading The Wheel of Time, and I got all the way to the fourteenth book, past the Robert Jordan into Spoiler the alert. into the Brandon Sanderson part. And there is a point in that where my favorite character of that entire series is a guy called Matram Coffin who becomes this general and this battle takes place. And it's not even a spoiler alert. It's just the moment when they all finally realize that Matt has to take over the armies. And I just went, it's about fucking time. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, he's leading up to this and he's just a military genius. You know, he's like the ender of this world. Yeah. It's that moment where they finally step up to the plate and I'm like, you know, they're doing it. I'm like, you need Matt. You need Matt. Like, this is what you need right now. And then they finally do it. You're like, yes. And it takes so long for it to happen too. Matt from Corthonil, I think one of the best characters yeah. I've ever read about. Like, he's just like such an arc of development, a character development right. through the whole books is just amazing. But, from- but he stays his core from the very get-go. He is still the same kid that starts yeah. at the very end. He's still the same kid that hates, even though he's in a position of power, he hates power. He hates people calling him a lord. He hates the the pomp and circumstance of that. And he does it through the entire time to the point where there's kings and queens and he refuses to call them by their names, mm. refuses to bow to them. Yeah, right. It's a surprisingly good read that starts and you go, oh, that's kind of, what is this? This is kind of kids' book. And it just develops into something amazing. That's why it's in the top five best fantasy books of all time. Is it? In so many lists. Yeah. Fake news. <laughs> so many lists. When you first said this, I was trying to think of big battles and big, big grand skirmishes, you know, the Gondor kind mm-hmm. of, that kind of moment. But as we've gone around, it's been moments where people have changed the tide. And now I'm remind, reminded of, my, I think, my favourite Star Wars part, which is the Ganna moment in the Vong Wars, where there's this Jedi called Ganna, who was up himself and full of bravado and wasn't a great Jedi. And then he had to go with these younglings to fight an insurgency into this um, extraterrestrial group of aliens coming into the galaxy. And they were badass aliens. They were, you know, full of biological weapons, absolutely demolishing people, not found in the force, all of that, you know, hard to beat. And he had to save these kids. And there's this story, and they tell it from the eyes of the Vong, the aliens, where there's this Jedi who's glowing with force nimbus light and his lightsaber is just flashing for a full 10 minutes as the Vong horde go against him. And he's holding this portal against the Vong horde while the kids escape and they turn him into a god and they call it the Ganna. And and that moment, I think, has stuck with me for I've got goosebumps now talking about it. It's a beautiful moment in a book where this guy has a full Jedi moment, becomes one with the Force, dies heroically, saving the kids. And in the 
enemy's eyes becomes heroic because of the grand gesture yeah. of, of that stand. And of, and of all of the calls, that is actually fake news because it's no longer canon. Oh, fuck all off. Of, all of those books with all of those beautiful moments and then they took it all away because that, that whole, I think, 16, 17 books of the Yushan Vong War. So good. What's he doing fighting a war? He's not a general. Is, uh, so here's so a question. Good. Are those wasn't... books now, as a, as a result of that not being canon, have they been removed from print? Are they available? Still? No, no, they're called legends. Oh, okay, right. So they've been moved into the legend series. If you if you but, want to read any, look around this room, yeah, yeah, and you'll absolutely. probably find yeah. it. Yeah. I've got figuring holding the room up, right? I've got miniatures of them because they were in the miniatures game. That's how part of the canon they were until they weren't. Mm, yeah. mm. I've even got the audio books oh. of most of those. I think really? Polony's yeah. thinking of bringing them back into the universe, though the legends. Mm. So anyway, we could talk about we Star Wars hope. all the time, and then you guys will yell at me because I'm apparently fundamentally flawed in my ability to understand hierarchy. Not fake news. Their news yep. ne- has never been spoken. They're not. They don't Next thing we try to tell me Spider-Man's good. <laughs> that reminds me, actually. I, I want to address something that happened last week. Actually, Reg died. <laughs> he died. It was weird. This spider web just came straight in and just, just snapped his neck. It was so bizarre. And, like, usually... People would that would do that would feel remorse, but no one what, did. What, like from an alternate reality? That sounds yeah. like the kind of stupid, shitty storyline that's going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I was fine to laugh at. Well, I think game. he's the only one that hasn't fatigue, been in, just fatigue. Hasn't been hurt by anything here, so we should bring up Doctor Who <laughs> <laughs> from the greatest creation from his people. <laughs> from his people. Some would say the invasion of foreign lands, but we would say Doctor Who. I didn't know Doctor Who was made by dickheads. <laughs> so, where we left it last time, you guys had just fought a mudman. A mudman actually sounds like a Doctor Who bad guy, doesn't it? So the mudman was in the middle of a big mud pool. You're at a T intersection. The mud is now draining out. You stand there with a caked backpack. There are four of you standing there. There's Little Reg. There's Miles. There's Flopsy. And now there's this new player called Saloni, who is a half-elf with white hair and lavender eyes. You're standing there all kind of caked in mud as it's slowly going through, and there is a giant hole in the ground as it starts to seep out. People from around you start to uh, emerge from their houses. They're looking at their mud-caked verandas and facades of all of the houses are caked in mud. It's starting to smell a bit and you can see people starting to get buckets of water to wash the windows so they can see out or wash the landing stoop so that they don't slip over on. And then, you know, people are starting to clear up, leaving you guys in the middle and life sort of goes back to normal and people are starting to erect a bit of a barrier around. Look out, good citizen. You'll need some witches hats yeah. to put around this and hole. eventually you can see yeah. that the sewers are, are what's actually taking the mud away. So we'll, it's going to we'll be telling everyone, move along, system. move along. You should have seen the size of the cow. There's a young boy called Cresham. Go get him. He'll clean your windows for a very low price. What are you guys going to do? What's in the the fucking bag? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) We left it last week with that all descriptive opening a bag. Oh, there's a bag? Yeah, there's a bag. And you were opening the bag. Yeah, it was full of platinum, I think. It's full of mud. Full of platinum. You open the bag and it is just full of mud. No. Inside the bag, you find the following things. You find. Are you ready for it? to go fucking two coffers. And a saucepan. Well, you d- <laughs> a, po- a pot of water. <laughs> I mean, you're making fun of me, but this is a realistic game that we're playing somewhat. This <laughs> came. Hell. This came off a goblin, a goblin that lives in the sewer. 
might I add. It just performed a heist. Yeah, right? where do you think that a goblin in the sewer gets all its stuff from? Uh, sorry, did we not find a guy who found a pair of pipes that could control rats who found them in the sewer? Look, this, is, this is an some, excellent point. Some people are luckier than others. <laughs> the first thing that you do is you pull out a hammer. And as you press the digitating all of the dirt off the hammer, you notice that it is made quite well. It is ornate. Are we talking like a blacksmith hammer We're talking or a war like hammer. a war hammer? Ooh. We're talking a war hammer. And you can probably assume that this war hammer is master crafted, much like our dice rollers. The next thing that you find is, is a small pouch. And as you open the small pouch, inside it is a gem. And the gem, I believe, is probably a, a, an orangish, tanny kind of rust color. It's quite large. It's probably the size of, uh, I would I would say, an eyeball. And and it's theirs. What's if anyone of, has a, an I'm appraise, gonna be appraise, I'm going to be appraising all We can all roll in an appraise check A dragon's eyeball? Fucking hell, that's massive. So detect magic on all of it, we'll and, then I'll, and then I'll appraise yep, them. Yep. So just roll me appraise on that one. 23. Uh, 23. You know that that is a sard gem, and it's worth about 50 GP. The next thing is... Two magical items, which is the only two that glow magic. One is a potion and one is a scroll. I'll smell the potion using Minecraft alchemy check as an alchemist yep. to identify it. Sure. Natural 14 for a 23. It's a potion of vanish, worth about 50 GP. Just Looking at your clothes up, lovely. Or worth half of that if you're going to sell it. It's going to just hand it off to the And a scroll. Can anyone read magic? Oh, I've got detect and read magic. It's a scroll of summon monster one. And just at the bottom, you see a little coffer, like a little tin, like, almost like a biscuit tin that's embossed and engraved. You open that up and it is filled with a mishmash of coins. You go through the coins and at the end of it, you count down 68 GP, 160 silver pieces and a whopping 1,110 coppers. You're standing in this mud pile as it starts to even out. Can you just make a perception check sure. for me, please? Uh, that is a 20 on my perception. At a 20 on your perception, you're walking around having a look. Flopsy's shut down the uh, the portal. We've got Miles going through the bag. You've got Saloni sort of talking about all of this other kind of stuff. When you see a little glint of gold in the mud, just sitting there, there's a lump and a little glint of gold. Um, oh, how far away? Real close? Yeah. It's- I'll, I'll go and grab it. Yep. You, you pick it up. And you can see a pendant. So a pendant's probably about palm sized. Mm-hmm. It's in the shape of two hands, sort of together, holding a gem. Imagine the hands with the with the wrists together, holding up a gem, almost in the shape of a of a diamond. But the very top of the diamond is two, three triangles, like a crown shape, almost at the top. Okay. At that point, there's an affixation and a chain that goes around it, as if you, this should be worn. Thanks, pricey. It looks very, very, very How pricey. How far is Flopsy away from me at this point? Flopsy turns around. It's like you call Flopsy. Yeah, no, 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 not, not that. I'm like. Flopsy turns around and sees it. Still with the detect magic up, Flopsy detects a definite magical aura from this. So you see Reg like holding this, this brooch in his hand or a pendant in his hand, and it's glowing magical. Flopsy will turn around as if he saw nothing and just give you an eyebrow and move along. Mm-hmm. Once uh, we get some time alone, he might do some investigation on that. Just make a spellcraft check for me. 27. You can identify that as something called an Aegis of Recovery. Oh, that sounds nice. I don't know what it is. 
Now, you're trying to hide this from Saloni? I'm not. I didn't even touch it. No, I am, yeah. Just make a, a sleight of hand oh, check for me really? versus a, because uh, she's going to try and notice things. What is that? Is that going to be, is that dexterity sleight of hand? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Do you not have any ranks in that? Ten. You cannot do it. Oh, so it's a trained one, is it? Cannot be used untrained. Well, there you go, then. I can't do that. So what do you want to do now, then? You kind of try and hide it behind your back, and she notices it. You <laughs> you see that she notices it, and she she would say, what are you trying to do? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, sacre bleu. You're these... talking to me? You're talking to me? Yet again, the watch is trying to hide things, the nefariousness of the watch. This is why you are it's so not distrustful. A watch. I, it's not a watch. This is why you're all distrustful. And then Did... she says, this is part of the treasure. Make sure that it goes in the bag. Right. So anything we find on the floor now becomes part of your treasure. This it is mine. I dropped it. Part of our treasure. Before you came swanning in. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Oh, shit. This is my necklace. One mundane necklace. What the hell was the goblin doing with all this stuff in the sewers? Well, I reckon they've nicked it. What do you reckon? Madam, this is not all of yours. We'll, we are the police. We'll be taken into custody and I don't give a shit if you are the police. I don't give a shit who you are. Oh, good. I'm a pathfinder and I have uh, earned some of this. Yeah. You will give me money. Absolutely, madam. Of course. We I will. have a portion of this. Yes. As an adventurer, I'm a card carrying member of the Pathfinder Society. Okay, madam. Okay, 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 okay. The who? The Pathfinder, the Pathfinder Society. Society. The who? The Pathfinder Society. There seems to be an owl around. Madam, we understand Pathfinder Society. You are welcome. I've heard of you recently. I think it was while I was unconscious. How much do you think your uh, part in this battle was worth? Ah, this, the Pathfinder Society knows that we should split this up for ways. Correct. Ooh. I mean, so I, just give me my portion of the money, and I shall be on my way. I was going to try and see if we could find its owners. You know, because that's what police do. We don't keep stuff that is obviously stolen by goblins. Oh, this is not my uh, my. Uh, experience of the, of the watch. Oh, well, Correct, Miles. We give it all back. Well, well, that is why we have the bag and you do not. What was your bluff check then? Fifteen. Ah. She sees right through you. <laughs> Bobsy, you've turned the glass. <laughs> Madam, look, will this suffice? I, I, I haven't done a full tally of the full monetary value, but what if you take half the gold? Here's 30 GP. How does that sound? This is not how it works. Ah. Merit. You people do nothing about how adventurers work. We shall go, we shall cash it all in, and perhaps you come to the Pathfinder Society and we, we shall go and we shall see the people there and they shall give us the money and we shall divvy it up properly. We, we, we have a more um, autocratic way of distributing the money. I hold it when people want it. I decide whether they could get it. Well, in that case, you are going to be followed by me the entire night. May Imate bless you. Okay, cool. Oh, no. <laughs> she kind of, uh, as soon as she says that, she looks you up in there and says, Ah, oh, man. We, we, we need to hire new people for the watch. We, I think we've just got one. So, lady, we'll give you three gold a week until you get your half. Sounds good. Right. Let's go. She's just, she's just staring daggers at you at this point in time. She's just not having um, a bar of that. How are you feeling? They're uh, Saloni and uh, Reg and uh, Miles. How are you feeling? I mean, a good little boo boo, but, you know. I, I I know I accidentally hit you with some fire. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as she said that, she looks at you in the eye and she says, "Yes, what what the hell? Why would you attack uh, your own people? Madam, this is not how the pathfinders work. This is not how guards work. This is why you get a bad rap." Where are you from, madam? Hmm? Because that is not how we work. Uh, well, I'm from right here, as you can see. 
from a hole in the ground. <laughs> did you get hit in the head? <laughs> we, well, many times. Many times. Many times he did, <laughs> yes. There was one point where I was more asleep than I was awake. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, what, why, me... why don't you come with us and we'll talk to our, our sure. superior about how we're going to handle this situation because I'm not overly clear on how we're supposed to deal I, with the Pathfinder Society. I, I've never I'm, heard of the Pathfinder Society, to be perfectly honest. I'm not You've sure. You've never heard of the Pathfinders? I, I've heard legend of the Pathfinder, legend. but I've never met one. You're dumb as the horse's ass. Apparently, some people in the Pathfinder Society get sent out by other people to do all the work and then have to bring all the treasure back and share it amongst the Pathfinder Society. Let's go see Thundercrack. Wait, what is happening? We, madam, work for this city that you've been living in for so damned long, and now we have to go report back. Do you not think that I work for the city as well? Who do you think the Pathfinders work for? Yeah, but that's what we're just going to go try and check, is who's got authority here to take the gold. Uh, Clearly the Pathfinders. They're like the generals of a clone army. 17 on a sense motive. 17 on a sense motive. She purely believes that. She's okay. Yeah, and you'll see her pull out her Pathfinder badge and she will say, I'm a member of the Pathfinders. So where is your order saying that you are to slay a mud beast that is attacking? Uh, It is my job to protect the city. It is my job to do what adventurers do. That is our job that we were dealing with, and you came in. It would seem well, we've come to the rub. Let's get a higher-ups version of this. Let's go to the City Watch, and they will be able to clarify. Yes, but, but before, before we, before we do, do that. that, though, before we do that, though, can I just say, how much does the Pathfinder Society pay? Ha, we do jobs. We get paid from what we find. Now, let's go see the City Watch, and they will settle it. Is that okay with you, Saloni? That is fine. Hello, my name is uh, Flopsy. I'm with the City Watch. Let's just settle this now. <laughs> Yeah, and she, she kind of points the way, and she says, let us go. Let us proceed. After you. Mm-hmm. No, after you. No, after you. After you. Hang on a second. What about this big hole in the ground? What? Uh, perhaps that's City Watch business. <laughs> Gentlemen, there was a goblin that got away, and they had another bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Much like this one. Mm. Can we not go that way? Where what? is your precinct? Right behind us. Actually, we should go check on that fellow all locked yes, up in there. So, what's her name again? Saloni. Saloni. Okay. I had salami. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that wasn't right. So, I just had to ask. That's what I was thinking with. Anyway, come along. Back to the precinct. We know Thunderback's not there, right? Yeah, no. No one's in there. So, you start walking back to the precinct. Okay. You eventually arrive. The presence of a small boy is no longer outside of the doors there. He's no longer sitting there waiting for you as you have dismissed him for the evening. You get inside the doors and you see the form of Jerome on a bench asleep. Somehow, he's taken off all of his clothes. Giggity, giggity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, he's, he's okay. Exactly. What do, we, what do we do here? We put the... Uh... The inventory in lockup, and we come back later when the uh, Sarge is back, and we find out what to do with it. I would like a receipt, then, if this is going to happen. Sure. Of course. Yes, write one out. Yep, here you go. Um, yes. I would like a stamp, please, an who, official city. Who do I make this out to? Saloni. Saloni, what last name? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you write out uh, a receipt, and she kind of takes it, and she says, 30 gold what pieces. Is, what is your boss's name? Thunder back, crack back. <laughs> Madam Salani, where is the Pathfinder Society? The Pathfinder Society is in the middle of, uh, of Absalom. Just Excellent. ask for Drengel Dreng. I'm surprised that you know nothing about it. 
Well, we are kind of new to these parts. Oh, you seem to surprise quite easily, Madam Slane. Come on. This is what it sounds like. On with the watch. So what she, she ensures that everything that you've written is from the bag and that there's an account One mundane of it so hammer. that she can see One what's there. And she checks gem. it off as it's going. And what? she takes that list and she makes sure everything is on there and then she uh, she leaves. Cross checks. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. One tawdry gem, one, a mundane hammer, a piece of paper, a bottle yep. of fluid. Are you on your way? I am not going to sit here and be part of this buffoonery. May the I... city watch, uh, you, are, you are all monkeys. May I ask a question? What? Can you tell me about the Pathfinder Society? Yes, the Pathfinder Society is a, a group of adventurers that go out and they, they seek the world and they seek adventure and they bring back treasure. And we, we put our artifacts in the Black Ross Museum and make sure that we are recollecting the histories of the world all across Galoria. And if one was to have an artifact that believe. was mysterious, would there be someone in the Pathfinder Society that might shed some light upon it? The Pathfinder Society is full of scholars and magicians, all people from all walks of life. Would there be a, a cost attached to identifying such an item? What item? Will you hold it in confidence if I tell you? Yes. A ring. This ring. And he holds it out. I have not been able to identify it, and I'm looking to identify it. We've also been trying to get... Uh, Do you take it off your hand? No. Okay, you just hold it up yep. and show a... Yeah. Like you've, you've just been engaged. <laughs> so you, you you obviously hold out your hand mm -hmm. to, to mm -hmm. show her that. Mm -hmm. Do, you, Do you, you... Do you have any skills with the arcane arts? I do not. Right. Oui, well, this, this is uh, this is interesting. Would someone, perhaps this Drengle Dreng you were talking about, be able to assist us? Uh, perhaps somebody at the Pathfinder Lodge would be able to. Perhaps, would we perhaps need an introduction? Perhaps not a uh, Pathfinder uh, lieutenant. Or would, uh, would we need an introduction for one from one such as yourself? Look, you would have to join the Pathfinders if you wanted the full uh, might of our well, knowledge. How join the Pathfinders? To take full advantage of all of the attributes and yes, assets perhaps, of the... Perhaps it is worth you to, uh, to visit the Pathfinder Society and the Pathfinder Lodge. Uh, you seem to be able to handle yourselves. That would be wonderful, I think. We have made a commitment to the Watch, and I do feel somewhat... Um, the watch is full of inconfident buffoons. I do feel indebted to our sergeant, and we have. If we leave now, we will leave him in the lurch, and one does not do that to one that someone has made a commitment to. Although there may be an option here to try, and if since we are short on watch staff, we may be able to get them to cover maybe some of the duties until we are. It does back seem up like to... the Venn diagram of Pathfinder Society and City Watch overlaps quite somewhat. Apparently, except for the whole. Yeah, she's, you, she even audibly, as you two are having that conversation, goes, Pa! The Pathfinders do not do this street walking. They are, this is beneath us. That is City Watch business. This is for people who are, who are not trained, not professionals. Understood, understood, understood. Yes. Um, Creeping for a sleeping. We hold ourselves to a much higher standard. Look, one might say there is some usefulness in the blunt hammer and some use usefulness in the uh, surgeon's knife. Both are quite equally as important in one's life. I would love to talk to you some more about your lineage, where you come from and perhaps your... Ah, this is not the time for that. Perhaps another time indeed. How would I make... Come to the Pathfinder Lodge. We'll find you there. Of course, ask for me, Saloni. They know me. Is that your last name, Saloni Delomi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a coffee maker. <laughs> Travel safely. We shall be in touch with uh, your share of the um, loot 
Perhaps you should bring person. it to the uh, to the society itself. I will. I'll need to get that receipt back so we make full exchange and I get a notarized copy of uh, goods received. Yes, see that you do. And then she says, I bid you a good evening. In Elven, adieu. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys find yourselves back on watch. So you're the, the night is there. You can uh, wait Jerome if you want. No, no, he can sleep the night through. That's fine. He's fine. He's fine as long as he's there. If we uh, are to join this Pathfinder Society, it kind of helps us in one way, as in we may be able to get away from this kind of watch business and still get into the Black Ross Museum. Look, my ears perked up with Black Ross as well. Now, one of the things I don't think I talked to you about when I had that little vision when I was unconscious was they somebody said about the Black Ross, the Pathfinders. Really? There were a number of different groups of people that they said were against them. Well, the Black Ross was also in the... Vision we had when we got yes. teleported to Absalom. Yes, so. it's quite important to get into that Black Cross Museum, I think, and finding the Pathfinders getting us an introduction may be useful. But saying that, I I do feel a bit of, uh, I pledged an oath to the Roch, and I would like to at least finish the jobs we ha- currently We've have. Got to finish the investigation of the murders, yes, for the sure. murder and the uh, Thunderbucks relying on us tapestry. So mm. well, he's got no one else. We're the last of the Watch. How can we walk out now? Well, we could. It's quite it's easy true, to walk yes. out, actually. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Really. And then, yeah, we might be able to get rid of some of this stiffness of having to do things a certain way if we are working for the Pathfinder Society rather than ourselves, rather than the watch. I, sorry, I, what certain way? You yourself, Flopsy. Let's say, face it, last time we did a night's watch, I think we stopped at every bar we saw and had a drink. And? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and? That's Ter- not the watch way. But it is ours. Miles, you've uh, really immersed yourself in this. No? <laughs> I did read all of the policy guidelines last time we were here, and I saw nothing about that. They did say explicitly make friends with the local populace, protect and serve. And I wanted to get served. It's, <laughs> it's true, but it's, it's kind of hidden under subsection D of, uh, of paragraph four. Anyway, um, where are we? Shall we continue our. This is, I think we're walking and talking as we continue our patrol. Kind of interested to see where those goblins went. You want to go down in the sewers? I mean, Reggie, is that okay with you? You're, you're um, not a big fan of the sewers after last we, time. We, when we're at the station, can I grab a couple of flares? Yes, you can grab some flares. <laughs> There's definitely a flare gun in the watch. That sweet, you can, sweet. That you can grab. Just for that added security, because I know it worked so well last time. So yeah, we'll go down in the sewers. You're not sure who'll come running if you do Oh, I don't want off, it for though. somebody to come running. I want it to shoot it in the maw of a monster, <laughs> because that's now my <laughs> trick shot. Of getting off. So, oh, I, guess I thought you were talking about the flares like those dwarves of Grandinar were wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I guess the the question uh, for you guys is: Are you going back on watch for the evening? Remembering of remembering the skeleton crew of the watch, and that most of the watch has been stood down because they're not sure who is there. There are people out there who are on watch, but you know, there's not a lot of you. You are you are. Have we done our stint? No, no, no. no. We've no. Let's go. Let's yeah. get back yeah, on it. You're probably just around uh, mid evening. Okay. The issue if oh. we go down into the sewers, Flopsy is no one's up here. We have still Jerome, who thinks there's people coming to get him, which, again, going off the wolf cult may or may not be a thing, and whatever else is going on around here. All I know is, like, it seems like there was a robbery, that sack. Yeah. It looks like a robbery, and there was another one of them. Perhaps we should investigate that. So, 
Here's a. I just want to touch something. I just want to go circle back. Don't touch or, something. I just want to circle back around oh. to the conversation. Like, I, I really get the feel, Miles, that you were having a conversation there with with Flopsy around the idea of what a watch person is and that that about taking the watch seriously. Is Miles sort of is he leaning into this world of of being a watchman? You know, I get the I get the sense that Miles is actually while he's with Flopsy and he's saying flippant things. Where where does he actually stand with um, being a watchman? He yeah he he kind of takes oaths and jobs to be given seriously like his father died when he was still quite young and he got given the duty of doing of lo- looking after his mum brothers brother and sister and the farm and he's kind of taken that duty as a thing and this is his duty now because he doesn't know when or how he's going to get back home mm-hmm. so this is his duty that he's got at the moment is to make some money because that was originally why we started. And to get investigate this Black Ross place, so he he's torn because he does really want to investigate the Black Ross, but the watch seems to be leading that. But he also feels like he's helping, like he helped some people last mm-hmm. night, definitely, or a couple last couple of nights, you know. Um, and yeah, he wants to help as well as help himself. Where does Reg sit in that? Reg has made a commitment, and he's going to stand by that, no doubt. Yeah, so he takes that kind of thing very uh, seriously when he says he's going to do a job. He's going to do a job. But and that's that's as far as the commitment goes. Once this is done and dusted, he's got no qualms about stepping out. About moving on. I guess the, the you guys have hinted that you've had a bit of a nefarious past, that you've bet on, you know, you've done a bit of inside trading uh, at fights and those kinds of things. And does does that give us an insight that maybe your characters come from a past that isn't maybe all above board? Flopsy certainly acts like it. Uh, I, I think the relationship's more that we travel together or have traveled together and I've tried my best to keep Flopsy safe from himself as much as other things that he gets himself into. And where does Flopsy lie? Flopsy does take oaths seriously. Now, the first oath he took was to himself that he would take care of himself. Now, he's selfish as fuck and he's an only child and whatever will serve Flopsy in this moment, he will do. So, yes, he'll go... Pathfinder Society is fantastic. The only reason he's in the watch, and you know, you remember he's very careful about saying the words to the watch because he knows the power of words as a spellcaster. But the only reason he's in the watch is to meet the higher ups in the watch to better his standing in this place to get to the next step. It's a stepping stone. It's not something he's committed to. Can I ask a question then? Like, obviously, Saloni was uh, yep. maybe a, a vessel into the Pathfinder Society and yep. stuff. You know, you didn't do too much to, at the initially to, is that because he doesn't recognise the he, Pathfinder Society? He, he, doesn't he doesn't know doesn't... enough about the Pathfinder Society to know the worth of it. And then as he started to understand what that was, was like, oh, right, perhaps we can get, jobs that pay well perhaps we can get jobs that introduce us to people more easily than this lowly watch business the rapid rise doesn't seem to be the rise that it was Mm -hmm. our rise has been from five gold pieces to five gold pieces with more responsibility (laughs) that's a bit of bullshit and the boss that we've got seems to be getting his ass chewed out i don't want that role i want the the job that gets me introduced to the higher echelon the where where the money and the power is yeah that makes sense so you're having a bit of discussion. You're, you're on your beat again and you're, you're walking along. Coming past you right now, you see a group of four. These guys have some pack animals with them. So there's some bison, a buffalo amongst them. And the guys are riding on these buffaloes. They, they look like they've got some weapons and they've got the air of maybe combatants about them, the, the air of people. They're quite dirty. And you can see that there's a bloody sack hanging off one of their uh, one of their belts kind of football sized 
um, lump on the inside of it with a with a bit of blood. And they come past you and they they kind of stare at you the whole time. And then the last one kind of tips his hat towards you, and the you know they carry on. They don't say anything. I would probably would have, as I saw they're approaching, I would have said, "Hello, gentlemen. How's your night going? Very good. Any trouble? Nope. You guys looking for any work? Mm, we're coming back from adventuring. Oh, adventuring. Mm-hmm. What have you got there in the um on those packs? Well, well that's a head. A <laughs> head? That just sounds like a story. Another guy kind of pushes this big burly guy. And, Hello. Well, it's good to meet some, uh, some watchmen. It's great to see you. So let me tell you the story. And he goes into the story of an evil orc who is in control of a, a lair of people and a ba- band of kobolds that is led by this orc and the fact that they've gone in and slaughtered this head orc and taken his head and now they're seeking the reward for it. Are you, are you perhaps the people that we need to see to get this reward? <laughs> no head orc anymore. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> Good one. Um, I guess he should have quit while he was ahead. Excellent, wonderful. Not not as good as the first one, though. Would we know anything about bounties? No, you haven't heard anything about this bounty. It's not sort of in your purview. Surely, surely when you took the job, you knew where to cash. The oh yes, in. yes. We're one. We're heading to the city office. It's late at night, though. We'll have to have a board and room, and but we shall get our reward, and we shall have the drinks flow, shan't we, boys? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And he pats you on the back, flops you quite hard. He like, you know, that's that. It's kind of a, a slap on the back. The big burly one leans down and bang. There's a good one. Do, do, they, do they look like they've been through a battle or do they look? Yeah, they yep. look a bit beaten up and they've got armor on and they've got weapons that look well worn, especially the bigger one. The the guy who's doing all the talking is in a bit more finer. He looks more spellcastery. Uh-huh. Um, whereas the other guys behind him have like, one of them's got a big double headed axe. The other one's got a sword uh, and a shield. Ah, wonderful. Let's go. Look, if sure you, you can't give us our gold. No. They, they kind of move down the, move to go off down the street. Make sure you get five pillows instead of just four for, for, for the extra head. No. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it feels like it went exponentially worse <laughs> in the joke telling on that one. That was a joke? <laughs> Can I do a sense motive that they are what they seem? That yeah. there's nothing. If that man touches me again, I'm going to throw a bomb at him. <laughs> And they move off down the street. Well, I got an eighteen on my sense motive. Yeah, they, they, you know, they look exactly like uh, adventurers <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So you keep moving off down the street. When or uh, after a little while, you hear a sound of a crash, and then you hear from back down the street, "My cabbages!" <laughs> you, you, you turn, nice. you turn around, and you see the one of the bison is just eating a cabbage that's on the floor after a cart of cabbages has been turned around. A guy's kind of move, moving his. Uh, hand like a wheelbarrow i guess and the bison's walked up and tipped it over and he's eating and uh, you know the guys have gotten down and they're trying to pull the bison away does the bison have a big arrow on his head no no it does seem like a job for the watch doesn't it it does unfortunately yeah, and then, you know you can see that the market guy with the wheelbarrow is kind of my cabbages why get him off my cabbages and they're like yeah, yeah we're trying and they're, they're just standing around really having a bit of a laugh uh at the expense they don't they're not you can see they're not really taking it Seriously. Sorry, do you mind if I, I stop your beast mm. from eating the cabbages? Oh, you walk up to them. That's yeah. down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all, we, we all head in there. Okay, so you head in yeah. there and you who are you talking to? I will be walking up and I'll be like, oh, no, what's happened here? 
He's stolen my cabbages. It's eating my cabbages. Stop him. You're the watch. Sir, do you mind if I stop, stop your beast if you can't control it? Don't touch my bison. Oh, I don't need to touch him. He'll be, he'll be unharmed. Perhaps just get your bus, your animal away from the cabbages before it does any more harm. He's just eating. He deserves to. He did a good job ripping the fence off that house. Perhaps then you need to pay that man a uh, commensurate amount for the cabbages that are being destroyed and or eaten. Yeah, you kind of see him very dismissively. He kind of reaches into his pouch, looks at each of you, and he kind of flicks the guy a coin. It flies through the air, lands on the floor at the guy's feet, and he says, that'll cover it. What color coin is that? It's... Kind of a silvery color. Is it platinum or silver? Hmm? You think it might be a bit shinier than normal silver. Yeah, platinum. Yeah. Right. Uh, sir, with the cabbages, I think you can let the bison eat their fill. You have fair recompense. We can take oh, our leave. My cabbages! My cabbages! Take the coin. Go home. Enjoy your evening. And he picks the coin up and he's, ah, once again, I'm not going to get my delivery done. And he kind of walks off down the street muttering about how he's got a, made a commitment and he's, once again, he's not going to fulfill his commitment and how venturers can do whatever they want and the watch are useless and, you know, that kind of stuff. I look at the adventurer who flicked the coin and went, pardon me, sir, hmm? what is the reward for the uh, task that you've just completed there? Just- I don't know. Philbert, what's the reward? The magic user goes, oh, oh, it's a wonderful reward. I believe it's a magic item and, and a bit of cash. How much cash exactly? Quite a lot. You, you see at that point, he kind of eyes the three of you and then he eyes the sack. And he says, quite a lot. Ballpark it for me, if you would. I don't need to tell you. You're not, not, not letting other members of the watch steal stuff from us as well. Come on, boys. Did Sorry, did he say other me- more members of the watch steal stuff? He did. Perhaps that was part of the um, issue with the watch, stealing from the society or the adventurers. I don't know how we're going to... I assume we're leaving. We have nothing else to Mm -hmm. talk to these guys about. So I understand we've been given the task, uh, Thunderback has been given the task of rebuilding the watch. How are we going to rebuild our um, reputation as it were? Look, um, that's not our problem. Not our problem. That is uh, Thunderback's problem and the higher-ups. Our job is to set a good example. Do the work that we've been asked to do, and once completed, we can move into what looks like more lucrative endeavours. It just does seem sometimes that no matter who we help, someone is always upset with us. Well, you you are getting the picture right now that the watchers made some questionable choices of, of recent years, and people are distrustful of the watch. First and foremost, the night watch is seen as a bit of a joke, and then secondly, the this is not the first interaction that you've had where people have seemed extremely distrustful and that you've heard the watch have robbed people, the watch have extorted money, the watch have treated things with disdain or just let things slide or not done the right thing. And people in this city seem genuinely fearful of the watch, if not just distrustful, like at best, they're distrustful of you. There's not too many people that are genuinely on the watcher's side, except for maybe some of the younger, less jaded. What, yeah, less jaded, sort of more naive people that, that haven't had that history with the watch. But certainly there are people here who don't really trust you. And you're walking along and, and you are getting the sense that the knights, especially without watchmen in, in here, 
the nights are getting a little more dangerous. It's a little bit darker than you feel. And you even feel like there's eyes on you uh, a lot of the time as you're walking around. There are people watching you fairly closely. There are people who are keeping a close eye on you. And it, it, it gives you this idea that this, especially this part of Absalom, it's very unsettled. So the, the, the people here are a little unsettled and they don't know who to look for. Like if you think about chaos, you know, they're looking for authority and the authority that they would look for is probably the watch and the higher ups. And they don't have that. They don't have that faith in, in you people. So the badge is probably not worth very much. And that's probably why you're getting a lot of these reactions that you're getting mm. from people. And you kind of, you're walking around and again, you know, you come through a, another couple of times, you see a lady who is uh, arguing with, uh, with, a, a landlord and you go in to intercede and just sort of calm it down again. And at the same time, you know, both the landlord and the lady eventually start yelling at you instead of sorting out and they start talking about how the watch is no good and how the watch isn't, isn't doing anything. And it's quite deflating for all of you. Just at about that time you're walking through and your bellies are starting to rumble and you're starting to get a bit hungry and that smell of food and warmth and the sound of merriment comes from a nearby inn. Oh, here we go. I could eat. <laughs> First, stop of the Hot night. pocket. Hot pocket sounds great, yes. Mm. And, 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 a, and it's a wee beverage just to wash it down. With just, just something to oil just, the, uh, all the cogs, as yeah. it were. So you, you walk up and you see a big sign. It's basically the sign of a log with a giant smile on its face and it's called the Tasty Timber. That's an in, from inside you can hear the murmur of people. You can smell the sounds of, of good food, warm food. You can smell the sounds of ale. You're about to walk through the door when all of a sudden you hear a high-pitched scream from just far off in the distance. Just just near enough that you can hear it, but around the corner off a little bit. Judy calls. Is there time to place an order? Don't. Damn it! Let's go. Uh. And you pack up, you follow. You just run. Yep, yep. Run so, so Miles starts Chase running. Music starts. Miles yep. starts running down the street. What are you doing, Reg? Yeah, uh, yeah okay. I'll pursue as best I can with my little legs. Okay, so you start running after Miles, Flopsy. Flopsy rolls his eyes, looks longingly at the bar, and turns and sullenly walks, kicking a pebble as he goes, following in Miles's footsteps. You follow, Fine. Fine. You follow the street <sighs> to not too far away when you come across a hysterical lady who is tearing her hair out. She's uh, like crying, screaming her head off, and she's lying next to a prone body that is on the floor. Oh, what does the body look like? Uh, it's on the floor, not moving. Do you no, go no. to investigate? <laughs> yes, or, yes. Or, oh, she, she's fit as. <laughs> <laughs> what can I see on the body with the body on the floor? You can see uh, the body looks dead. So again, it's that that sight you. of you, even from here, you can see the glistening of of moisture as blood looks like it's coming out from its. Can innards. I? Okay. Is it human? Is it you know? Is there any relevant? Yeah, it looks humanoid. That, Definitely. Before humanoid. we go any further, can I just make a perception check for another ambush location? Like, does this look like another ambush location? There's okay. So you make a perception check, please. Yeah. I have really bad perception. <laughs> 12. You, you're looking around. You don't see anyone looking. You don't see. It's certainly a lot, a lot more open than the last spot. There's windows and doors and stuff. It's not, it's not the perfect spot where there's nobody to be able to see this. It is down an alley, like a smaller street, but there are still like back doors and, you know, there, there are, you know, enough around that, that you don't think that it's a, 
a place where you're going to get ambushed. You certainly don't see anyone. So Miles has had a look around. Ricky's checking out the dead body. Yep. That would leave Flopsy to console the lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to start at Flopsy at this point because probably the most pressing thing is uh, the lady looks at you and she goes, Oh, help me. What is wrong, woman? He's dead. He's dead. Yes, correct. This, the, the, thing, the thing is out there. What thing? Get to the it point. It ran away when I screamed. It was a thing. All right. It was, it was, it was a, like an animal, like a, like a big animal. Disc- there was something there. I don't know what it is. It was, it was dark and huge and it was near the body. And then when I went in the corner, it, it looked at me and it, its eyes were red and then it disappeared into the fog. Describe the animal, please, madam. It was big and black and its, its eyes were red. Like a bear? Was it hairy? I didn't see it. It was just a shadow. It All was... right, you're going to need to calm down for me. <laughs> what have you got to be upset about? Wait, wait telling, telling me to calm down always works. Calm down then. Calm. Take a breath in. Wait, no, it Take doesn't a breath out. <laughs> she tells you the tale like, you know, eventually you calm her down. Just make a diplomacy check to, to get her calm, please, Flopsy. And, and what take would you would you go? Like, what's your approach here in dealing with her and calming her down and, and getting her into a point where you can actually have a coherent conversation? Just be quiet and tell me the story. Don't get the emotions away. Yeah, he was a big monster. Run that way. It's going to come and get Just- me. We're all dead. We're all dead. Take the emotion and squish it down, madam. <laughs> We're all squish dead. it into the deepest part of your stomach dead. and tell it to me rationally and logically. <laughs> well, certainly that's the most intelligible thing you've said all day. Yeah, she's you. Even you guys around at this point notice that she's getting more and more hysterical. The more that Flopsy is talking to her, I'm assuming that you are playing your diplomacy role. There. A five. <laughs> yeah, so she's getting more and more. But you, you hear over and over again the thing that that is intelligible enough to say is that there was some kind of creature that was on all fours. It looked at her. It had red eyes. When it saw her, it ran off the other way down the end of, of the street. And the street just so happens that it's a little bit of grassland here where the body is and it moves off. Uh, it moved off into the street area. What did you find on the body, Rachel? So, yeah, looking yeah. at the body, what can I say that what, what seems to be – don't bo- tell me it's a dead body again, please. <laughs> the body seems to not be alive. <laughs> <laughs> on the upside, it's emotions to push right down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, So uh, like the – the previous bodies that have come before it that you've seen, it's got those same oversized claw, claw marks. marks on its belly, except unlike the rest of them, uh, this body is covered in blood. It doesn't look like anyone has has really taken the time to cover anything. And you can see there are prints all around. And if you want to just make a perception check for me. 13. Even on a perception of 13, you can notice that there, the, there are prints all around you can't recognize kind of what they are or you can't figure out imagine lots of people walking like circling and there's just movement so you can't get like a a distinct print at this point in time with what you what you've rolled but you definitely can sense movement around you can see that part of this is it looks like it was interrupted so it definitely doesn't look as complete like you know something's ripped some of the innards out and there's intestines flying on oh so a rebuke death's not gonna work here (laughs) (laughs) yeah it might work you never know 
But yeah, it, unlike the other ones, this definitely looks like something was interrupted midstream. What about you, Miles? What would you be doing at this point in time? Miles would probably go, uh, Tippy, go scout ahead and see if you can si- see any large beasts further up the path. So Tippy flies, flies off. off into the I'll distance. Perception check for Tippy. They're on an 82, so that's a seven. Yeah, no, t- Tippy would, would report back that he can't see. Like, uh, there's definitely some people up there, but, you know, they're just people walking. Uh, you know, once he gets into the park, there's different types of people, and then there's uh, commoners walking around, I guess. Tippy's would be enough that he can't see a beast. Is there enough purchase on the buildings for me to get onto the roof of the nearest building? Yeah, yeah you could climb up. Just make, If you want to climb up to the yep. top, just make a climb check for me. At this point, people are starting to arrive as well, like a bit of notice is had. I'd probably ask one of them to go get the bone collectors. Mm-hmm. 17 on a climb check. 17 on a climb check gets you to the top of a roof. Okay, can I see anything along the rooftops? Oh, just do like a 360 scan of the, the whole... Yeah, remember that the mist is still yeah, no, in yep. here, so the veils, the veils come down, so your visibility is shot mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. If you're looking for tracks up here, it doesn't look Not like... Not looking for tracks, I'm looking to see a silhouette. Yeah, no. Nothing. No. Okay. Even from where you are, like the street's hazy from mm. like the dead body at the floor is a bit hazy because okay. you're so high up. So you can see it, but it's not too much. And then, you know, the lights are illuminating the fog all around. So it makes it a little bit harder. So you you send off a runner to go get the bone collectors to come and uh, to, to come and collect the body. Eventually, one of the men goes, oh, here, I know, I know him. I know him. That's Slim Rumbar. Slim Rumbar. Well, the real oh, slim no. He just left to go home with his wife. Oh, she hates it when we drink after isn't, work. Isn't that? Oh this? no! Oh, slim. What have you gone and done? Sir, isn't that this lady here? Isn't that his wife? No, that ain't his wife. And even she goes, "Oh, I was just walking by." Oh, die! Remember, madam, push it down, push it down. Especially if you didn't know this man. Why would you even care? Right. Um, we'll need you to make a full report, perhaps in writing, not this blabbering bullshit. Right. You keep going, Beaker. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk to this gentleman. How did you know this one, Slim Rumba? Oh, Slim and I work together. Oh, Slim. No. What, what do you guys do? Oh, oh, we work at the Brickworks. We just, we just cook. We smell bricks. He and I. We come here every day, and we go to the tasty timber, and we we get a drink after work, and then he gets in trouble from his wife, and. He was. He was. He said he didn't want to get in trouble tonight, so he left early. Oh, oh, Slim. Oh. He does uh, he does he live close? He, yeah, he lives just across the park over there. Is oh no, I I guess I well, you'd better tell his wife and that your name, sir. Uh, my name is is Coburg Snarth. Flopsy, do you still have a sample of that clay that we found earlier? I do. Cobrick, do you recognise this clay? Is this the kind of clay you work in the with in the brickworks? Oh, I work with all kinds of clay. That could be some of it. Yeah, it looks like it. Okay, and there's no clay in Slim's mouth when we did the- no. no, no, no clay in Slim's mouth. Cobrick, the uh, bone collectors are coming for this man, this poor soul. Will you stand with him until they come, and then go and oh, tell his family? Go and tell his wife. We're going to investigate this murder, and it might take us away from this scene. Will you look after the body until the bone collectors get here, and then tell his wife? I, I will. Thank you, Kabak. 
Um, you, you can the, see even then he kind of whispers to someone else and he calls someone else that he knows and he says, you know, go and tell his wife. The watch is indebted to you both. Thank you. Yeah, and then we, we'd tell him our names and tell him where they can find us mm-hmm. if his wife needs us or anything. Yep. And we'll try and investigate further. We're going to try and follow some tracks on the floor. Have you come back down, Ricky? Yes. So Flopsy's going to say perhaps that silver dagger that Glowen had might be useful. Okay. Who's who's doing the track following at the moment? Oh, well, I want to just make sure this lady's okay before we head off. Okay, yeah, she's you know other people are consoling her. Someone's brought her a hot drink from the nearby uh, tasty timber, and they're kind of you know you actually see a woman look at you and you approach, and she just glares at you and shakes her head like, right. "Don't you come near her?" And she's like, "And there's no point in doing a sense motion. You get to move, and then you move, 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 there's no point in doing a sense motive on her uh, to see if she was attacked. Uh, you know, she's playing. You can do a sense motive on her if you like. 18. Nah, she, I mean, she's too, she is too, like, she's hyperventilating. She's got all of the signs of somebody who is in trauma. Oh, she's method. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we try and, are we going to go where they came or are we going to go back and check on Jerome? That's mm, what I was thinking. I think Jerome's all right. I think the last time I, we saw him, I think was the creature that killed the person is the thing that we should be following right now. Maybe they're one and the same. I mean, this is just exactly what Jerome said was going to happen tonight. There's a things coming for him, and he was going to be turning tonight. There's other werewolves coming for him, and he said he was going to be turning. I'm just curious if you know. I mean, we can follow it, but I'm not. I'm no tracker. I don't know about you, what your skills are in tracking tracks. I, I think we should give it a shot because if it is Jerome, he's not going to be back at the police station. He's going to be out here having just killed this thing. And if it isn't Jerome, surely it'll lead us back to Jerome. Yeah. True. I mean, I think the best course of action here is well, one of us goes back to see Jerome. And- <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you- if only we had a Pathfinder. <sighs> do you hear me shaking my head? Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, yeah. You can hear the judgment in my eyes. Does anyone here have knowledge nature? Correct. Make a knowledge nature check for me, please. 26. I do too. Your knowledge nature, you're walking around the tracks when all of a sudden you see, you make out a a track. It it looks very specifically like a wolf's paw in the blood. Come. And it it looks like it's kind of headed off towards the other direction to where the lady said the beast ran off in that direction. There was a great fight here. One of them was left-handed. Has anyone got any skills in tracking or any type of I'll, ability to follow a, a track? I'll, I'll a give bit it of survival. I'll give it a follow. Okay. Does anyone want to help me yeah. try and find these tracks out? Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a go. I'll give you a plus two. Great. Oh, I'll give you a plus two. Perfect. Perfect. I was a surprise on a negative two. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw what he rolled. <laughs> he's ended up after with plus me. four. Plus these four. Are he's my ended up nights with when I two. don't have to roll <laughs> dice and Brett does all the bad rolling. Thirteen. A 13. Look. I did better and I have negative two to survival. Can I just say, and I'm going to read you this, DC 13. Oh, (laughs) nailed it. You don't don't want to waste your dice rolls. You just need to hit the mark. So as you are following these tracks down in the blood, you visibly see the tracks change. And they go from paws to smaller paws to smaller paws. To feet, to small feet or smaller feet, to smaller feet, and they eventually change from paws to actual uh, humanoid baby feet footprints <laughs> that are 
small of size, definitely about the same size as Reg's. <gasps> no, I'm make another knowledge nature. Mine are massive. I don't think that was a good role either. Firstly, I'd like to thank you, gentlemen, because I wouldn't have found me. these tracks from you without your help. You get two from me on your knowledge nature. Do I? Yeah. That would take me to 17. Oh. Well, you are looking at the tracks and you kind of go down and you, you look at them closely and you look at Reg's feet and you're looking around. You identify them as goblin tracks. Oh. So it's, it, you definitely know that whatever has done this Where has gone Where from to a wolf into a goblin. A were-goblin? A were-goblin. In the sewers. <laughs> Yeah, and the tracks, the tracks eventually get onto a hard surface, so they go off the grass. Ah. They hit a hard surface and they disappear shortly after that, making it. So, I don't think any of you have the uh, tracking the ability. ability yeah. to oh, track. contraire! Natural twenties, <laughs> not an automatic check. success on a skill check. <laughs> Fucking yeah, it is a good number. Bullshit. <laughs> so sorry. So the goblins that we just saw running through the sewers may be were goblins. That's what, that's what we're in we're the thinking. sewers. In the that's sewers. That's where. So, <laughs> these sewers under this it. just got it. <laughs> no, I was trying to just glide. Yeah, move, move, move. <laughs> the, Best to just move these on. These fucking sewers under this fucking city. We have a guy controlling rats. Mm-hmm. We have a fucking giant crocodile, mm-hmm. and now we have were goblins. Don't forget the bandits that escaped down the oh, sewers. Yes, the bandits. <laughs> I don't think I want to go down the sewers. <laughs> Let's go down the sewers. Come on, there's a I goblin. Think we need to some bombs and clear the sewers out. Can I do a knowledge check to know if this goblin would be naked right now? <laughs> you certainly can do a knowledge check to see if if or oh, the wolf if, is wearing pants. If the track that you are following indicates whether the goblin, from what naked. I know of the transition of lycanthropic creatures from human to animal and back, mm-hmm. do their clothes get shed or in? Yep, make a make a rock. What's the knowledge of nature? Yep. Uh, twenty-two. Look, even on a twenty-two, it 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 could be naked. It could not be naked. It depends right. on on, on the what type it is. of creature. You don't, in... You're not exactly sure of what what it is. So you know, you know that if it's a polymorph smell or something like that, if it's a beast shape, if it's we... if it's lycanthropy, it could be naked. If it's a beast shape, it could not be naked. It might have morphed with its clothes. It, it's there's too little to go on to actually give you a definitive answer on All that right. one. Flops, Flops is hedging on a ninety percent lycanthropic causal causality here, but um, yes, there is more investigation to be done. So we got nowhere else to go. We can go back to the sewers. I think. We go back, check on Jerome, and enter through the sewers where we saw those creatures because that was mm. close to the Correct. base. Okay, so Sounds you're heading good. back to the watch. Yep, yep. Well, Jerome was worried about being attacked. Was yes, he was worried about. Being, he thought he was a werewolf and he was going to turn tonight. And we know the what we know is the moon's not right for tonight. Is that why Jerome may be naked when he was back at the? I thought he just do a untru- knowledge nature check. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd just undressed himself, but perhaps sorry, he'd already tr- sorry, transitioned. I meant, I meant knowledge naturalist. <laughs> I don't know. We would have checked his bonds. Sure. He would have been still tied up. But he might have yeah, turned. He's definitely yeah. still cuffed. He may well have turned into a werewolf and back again, and that's why he's naked. True. We didn't think of that at the time, did we, boys? Damn it, I've missed it. I really wanted to see a werewolf. You could come back oh, to the station, so yeah. you move yeah. along the yeah. bone collectors. You know, you can hear the ringing of the bone collectors' bell as it as it starts coming along. Bone collectors, please move out of the way, and the the bone collectors start coming in. 
you get to the watch and as you hit the hit the steps of the watch, the first thing that you see is that the watch doors are open. Oh shit. And we'll find out what's inside next time. Oh no, 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 no. Let's get one. <laughs> I roll initiative. <laughs> you can't roll initiative. It's a one. You, ooh, he's clearly naked. It's a twenty. Ooh, oh, he's got clothes on. <laughs> <laughs>